Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 23rd of September. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1860. And we remember the death from cholera of the Russian theologian Alexei Komiakov. While treating peasants during an epidemic of cholera. The co-founder of the Slavophile movement was a multi-talented man, a theologian, philosopher, poet and amateur artist. And even though he had been subject to censorship during his life, he had become a significant influence on many in the Russian cultural world, particularly Fyodor Dostoevsky, see the podcast this September the 13th. One of the central ideas that Komiakov developed was the idea of Sobonost, to underline the need for cooperation between people at the expense of individualism. Sobonost can be described as a spiritual community of many people focusing on what is common between them. And Komiakov believed that the West was progressively losing its unity because it was embracing an Aristotelian understanding of unity that prioritised individualism. He originally used the term sobor to designate cooperation within the Russian obshchina, the peasant village communities, as opposed to the individual farmsteads in Imperial Russia. The rise of the Russian Empire marks the time of Komiakov's thought and his nostalgic glance backwards was a reaction to this. These peasant communities of Obshchina were united by a set of common convictions and Eastern Orthodox values as opposed to the cult of individualism in the West. Komikov's thinking was influential and the key part of the intellectual movement now known as Slavophilia developed in 19th century Russia which was determined to protect what they believed were unique Russian traditions and culture. However, its influence was much wider than the borders of Russia. Its opposition to the influence of Western Europe sparked similar movements in Poland, Serbia, Croatia, Bulgaria and then Czechoslovakia. The role of the Orthodox Church was seen by them as more significant than the role of the state. And socialism was opposed by Slavophiles as an alien thought. And Russian mysticism was prepared over Western rationalism. Rural life was praised and held up by the movement, which opposed industrialization and urban development. And the protection of the mir, the peace, was seen as an important measure to prevent the growth of the working class. The movement originated in Moscow and drew on the works of the Greek church fathers and was essentially conservative and traditionalist. It claimed Russia had its own distinctive way, which should avoid imitating Western institutions, criticising the modernisation of Peter the Great and Catherine the Great. Key to his Christian traditionalism was the Sobor, which was also the diocesan bishop's cathedral church. And the Sobor is a word that could be used for a churchly gathering or a council. 
Komiakov's understanding of the Catholicity of the Church emphasised universality, which he felt was in contrast to Rome, which he felt emphasised unity. For Komiakov, this reflected the perspective of the root meaning of the word liturgy, which meant a work of the gathered people. And therefore, true freedom had to be actualised in Sobonost, not in individualism. So developing this insight, Sobonost became a site of freedom, and free Sobonost in love where one f- is where one finds the true organism of the church. This was a bold conception of the church, and often faced resistance from other theologians. Some accused him of being essentially Protestant, although this missed out some of the more nuanced features of his thought. Komigoff saw special significance in sacred tradition, with the spirit of Sobonost in it. And this acceptance of the authority of tradition was unlike Protestantism. And for Komiakov, the reformer's cry of sola scriptura, scripture being the only source of authority, was wrong, as holy scripture was an inner fact of the life of the church, and therefore it must be grasped through sacred tradition. To understand scripture without tradition was impossible. The Russian religious philosopher Nikolai Berdayev explained Komakov's significance in the Orthodox tradition by his attempt to free Christianity from rationalism. Komakov will be eternally remembered for this statement of the problem of the Church and his attempt to reveal the essence of the Church from within, not from outside. For Komakov, the Church was a living organism, a unity of love, and therefore could not be adequately described using a formula. The essence of the church was inexpressible as a living organism and the unity of love. It expressed ineffable freedom and the truth of the faith therefore was not subject to rationalization. Therefore she could only be known by those who are within her, by those who are her living members. However, his critics also accused him of immanentism, that is, taking away the transcendent truth of Christianity by placing so much emphasis on human agreement. Komikov remained widely respected and influential, and a contemporary insisted that there is hardly any need to doubt the significance of Komikov the thinker and the nobility of the person. No one doubts his talents and intellect, nor the purity of his person and the selflessness of his in- intentions. That's all from the Pearlgate Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the Synod of Hartford. To make our archive easier to access, we started to group our podcast into themes. So if you visit www.pogp.net, the third group on the arts is going up this week, from Michelangelo to Bach. If you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod at gmail.com. And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.